Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When the sun goes down, all the monsters come out to play. But even a monster needs something cool to listen to in the dark. Welcome to Geo After Dark. Your host, Geo Braun. You're listening to Geo After Dark. <laughs> That's right. We are here once again on Geo After Dark. This is episode number 23, and I am your host, Geo Braun. I'm an artist, I am a painter, I'm a storyteller, graphic novelist, all the above. And uh, I'm here to basically go over the world according to Geo, really. And it's kind of funny, but people still, you know, to this day, they come to me and they're like, hey. And it never fails. I'm, I'm usually at a party or something. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to relax on the very rare occasions that I unchain myself from my desk. And I go to an event, I go to this, I go to that. Something that has nothing to do with what I do. But yet the people around me know what I do. I can be at a family function. Yes, that's right. Yours truly does have some family. But it never fails. There's usually somebody who comes up to me at least once while I'm chilling, relaxing, having a wench's nipple or a hard cider. And they uh, tell me, I got this great idea. That's usually how it starts. It leads usually into a story that they've never actually written, but they have an idea of how it should go. Now, me personally, I have a lot of stray ideas. Some of them I've turned into graphic novels, but you got to have more than just the idea. you got to have the gumption to actually do it. That really is what changes from concept to an actual idea, and then from there to a story. So... Like I said, I, I do get a lot of people who mention, I have an idea. I swear, if I ever write my memoirs, there's going to be a chapter called, I have this idea. Anyhow, I want to take a little time, and I want to thank those who actually listen to my podcast. You know, it's kind of cool doing this. I mean, for me, it kind of works, and I've told this to a couple people now, but I've I started doing this new format back on episode 13 and I started making it every week um, at the time I was in a place that wasn't great <laughs> I was getting discouraged and uh, my creativity was starting to reach kind of a low because 
It happens. It happens with every artist. If you think you're the only artist out there who has reached a level where you just don't know what the hell to do anymore, you just don't know where to go, you just don't know how to create, you just don't know how to bring that creation to life, if you think you're the only one who's ever gone through that, well, yours truly is here to tell you you're wrong. You're not the only one to ever go through that. And um, it does happen a lot of times to a lot of artists. It happens to yours truly. It used to happen a lot more. But I started to actually, well, I started to actually think about it more. And I'm a problem solver. It's what I do in my job. As a graphic designer, as a graphic artist, you solve problems. People's problems are, I don't know how to advertise this. I don't know how to bring this to fruition. I don't know how to bring this to the public. Your job is to figure out how to do that for them. Visually, how to design their idea so that everybody can see it. You know, and it's one of those things that really kind of I don't know. It kind of brings to light a lot of, you know, creativity, but it's not always easy to find. And like I said, back on episode 13, to bring it all back around, sometimes I get off topic, I don't know what to tell you. But on episode 13 is when I started doing this new format, where I no longer have the bells and whistles I used to. It used to take me the better part of two weeks to create a podcast, which is why I only used to do it about once a month. <clears throat> but the thing of it is, is I wanted to just be real. I just wanted to make a podcast that was just a no bullshit. Let's just, just talk. Let's just talk. And let's just kind of just be real. You know, what is it like to really be the artist? Now, as many of you know, I love horror. And that's why there's much horror in everything I do. It's one of my favorite genres. I love sci-fi, I love horror. And that's why I try to bring those into my you know, world. It's a part of the whole concept of, or the philosophy, if you will. Love what you do. And I've loved horror ever since I was knee-high to uh, Cenobite. But... Um, that's just who I am. You. You out there. That's right. I'm talking to you. As the creator, as the artist, you have to figure out what's best for you. You are the one who's going to have to look at yourself in the mirror. And you're going to have to tell yourself, yeah, I'm proud of what I do, or I'm not. So... You know, by doing this podcast at this new format, it really kind of became therapy for me. I, I've told a few people about that. you got to ask yourself the question, am I doing the right thing? I asked that question to myself um, in regards to everything I was doing. Now, I've been doing this now for almost a decade, full on, like without doing a side job of cleaning kennels or working at a cable company or whatever. This is just purely for the past decade. It has been quite a wild ride, but I do what I do as an artist. That's how I get paid. That's how I make a living. So I had to ask myself this very question. Am I doing what's right for me? 
I thought I was asking myself that, but in actuality, it seemed I put that question to the universe. The universe answered back and kept me going, no matter what. I have always, in my heart, been an artist. But now I do it on a daily basis. I do it for myself. I do it for people. I do it for clients. Now, whether those clients be everybody from the Bunny Ranch to the girl next door, they're still clients. And you still have to work with them to bring their creation or their idea to life. So, for me, yes, looking back, the answer that the universe gave was definitely a good one. And it's something that I am very proud of because I, I love what I do. And I've loved what I've been doing for a long time now. So, um, it's kind of funny, too, because ever since I started this new format, I've been told by people who listen, and then they hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I have almost 5,000 followers on Facebook, and they range everybody from people who I've grown up watching to the average person out in middle America to people out in Australia, Brazil, Italy, all over the world. I get to tell people I'm an artist, and I love that. You make yourself very self-aware of the things that you do as an artist, as a creator. And um, it is one of those things where <laughs> people listening, they listen to marathons of my show. Um, they like my voice. You know? And I do appreciate it. I love that people like what I'm doing with this. It means it's the world to me that I can do this. I can give this message to people and people are listening. So first and foremost, I want to thank you. Uh, thanks for the feedback. It's something that uh, I never thought myself about doing until a good buddy of mine, Jim Lujan, brought this to light. And he goes, you really should do a, a, some kind of podcast where you can just do what you do. It's a great way to really put yourself out there. And he helped me do it. And to this day, I can't thank him enough. He is closer uh, as a brother to me, a brother from, the, from another mother, if you will, than my own family in some cases. So um, thank you, Jim, again. But again, that being said, it brings up the questions. Am I really doing what's right for me? And it's something I can't answer for you. You have to answer for yourself. Or do you have the gumption that it takes to keep on going as an artist? Um, it's one of those things as well, that when you first start off, if you've gone to school for this, and the same can be said, I know teachers out there, I know professors out there, I know the average everyday, you know, Joe and Jane Blow. And I don't think anybody expects to work for free, you know? I don't think you should work for free. You should be paid for your services. If you're good at anything, Never do it for free. So, but it's funny because, uh, again, I've talked to teachers about this who I know. They've come up with the same conclusion because people think, well, if, 
if you love what you do and you do this, well, obviously you should be doing it for free because, um, you know, you love doing it. So why wouldn't you do it for free? Well, the easy answer for that is, because uh, I need to make a living, because I need to pay bills. I was talking to a friend of mine who owns a comic book shop, uh, Four Keller Fantasy over in Rancho Cucamonga. And the owner of the shop's name's Chris Brady, real cool stand-up guy. We were talking about this earlier today, even. I went to go pick up my paintings from the Star Wars show I did this past month. Um, and he was like, you know, people people go to like different events or places like here and there and everywhere, and they see these these huge discounts on the things that I sell here in the shop, and they go, well, why is your prices so much more expensive? And he's like, well, I, I, I don't just have like a little storefront. I have a full-on store here, and I need to pay for the lights. I need to pay for electricity. I need to pay for everything you see here. So, and that's just it. Would I do this for free? Well, I don't know anybody who, if you love what you do, wouldn't do for free. But at the same time, too, I don't know anybody who has the option to do what they do for free. I don't care if you're a plumber, a, a lawyer, or an Indian chief. The thing of it is, is you need to be paid for what you do. And I'm no different. I know teachers who are out there are no different as well. I know teachers who are grossly underpaid for what they do. Grossly underpaid. Because they don't have this bullshit degree or that bullshit degree or whatever. But they have four other degrees. But they just don't have this one degree. And because their job is a corporate environment, well, sorry, if you don't have this one degree, then we're going to grossly pay you maybe about half of what we're going to pay this other teacher who has that degree. Mind you, these other four degrees, granted, they're in really amazing subjects, really hard subjects, but those don't matter because you don't have this one degree. But sure, if you want to go back to school and, you know, get into that much more debt over this, well, there you go, right? Here's the thing. I, didn't, I went to school. I went to Pasadena Art Center doing what I do as an illustrator. Now, imagine, take this back all the way to the 1990s, okay? And here I am, I'm this kid who just knows he likes to draw. And he can do it pretty well. He impressed his teacher uh, in high school. And he liked to draw. He got a scholarship. Took that scholarship to the Pasadena Arts Center because that's where he was told he should go. And took illustration. I took illustration not knowing how much I was going to really love illustration. But I did. And it's kind of funny. The first day, the teacher was really running late. He was only, it was like a, I don't know. I don't even remember how long the class was. But I remember for the first half hour, people kept on looking at me like I was the teacher. And kept on waiting for me to start class. I had no idea why, other than... I look confident enough to be the teacher, I guess. Plus, I also didn't look my age at the time either. I looked older. I've always looked older, strangely enough. But I think I finally come into my own age, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> illustration took on a whole new meaning for me. Um, I took other classes down the road 
and I learned Illustrator, you know, Photoshop. Uh, Adobe became my one of my closest friends because it helped me do what I do. I didn't know it was going to do so until many years later after I stopped doing the school thing. I ended up teaching myself Photoshop from literally, I had the program for two years. A buddy of mine gave me a copy. I didn't do anything with it. I let it sit there because I was afraid to use it. I didn't want to use it. Oh, I, I don't have time to learn this. But eventually I did have time. And eventually I did teach myself. And uh, the world became an open door from there on then. The universe was speaking to me. And I swear to this day, I believe that. You were meant to do this, so do it. And it's always been that way ever since. I mean, that was it for me. I never once looked back. I looked uh, at the world I was creating, and I was proud, and I was happy, and it made me want to do more. And as an artist, that's how it should make you feel. But you should never have to do it for free. And some people are out there, and they're like, well, you know, you should do this for, for me because I'm me. But I'm sorry, I, I don't, because I don't have that luxury. I don't have that option. I need to get paid for what I do. And now I, I do everything I can to gain ahead at doing what I do. Now, I have a Patreon account, which I've talked about at length. Granted, I'm still making about $18. Okay, so that's uh, well, it's a large pizza, you know. But it doesn't stop me from putting it out there. It doesn't stop me from letting people know what I do as an artist, as a creator. I still post new things on there. I'm still proud of what I do. I'm still proud of what I do so much that I actually, I don't quit. And that's really what it takes. You need to ask yourself, you need to look in that mirror and ask yourself, do I have the fortitude to keep on going? I asked myself that one day and the universe said, yeah, you got the balls, so keep doing it. And ever since then, it's been helping me. People look at what I do People like what they see. And for that, I am grateful. For every single dollar I've ever made at being an artist, I'm grateful. And there has to be that attitude of gratitude, as they call it. There has to be. You know, It's not all about the money, mind you. But, and I've said this again and again, you have to not only be the artist, but you also have to be the business person. It's just, it is what it is. You have to put yourself out there. You have to find ways to make ends meet to do what you do. And you keep going. And you don't stop. I've talked to artists who are world-renowned, who are very famous people, doing what they do. And I talked to one in particular when I first was starting out. I don't know, this is 2007? I got to know her pretty well. She's really sweet. But she's also world-renowned. People know her. She's in Playboy magazine every month. She's one of their, their very well-known illustrators. But she looks like somebody's, you know, 
she looks like this sweet lady who lives next door. She, you would never believe, you know, this sweet middle-aged lady creates these amazing, beautiful pinups. And I aspired from looking at her work, from wanting to do what she does. So I was very, I was very honored when I got to meet her and got to know her. And she answered my questions. And one of my big questions was, when does that scary feeling go away? When do you not worry about whether or not you're, you know, going to not make it? Because at the time when I first asked that question, I was, I was very scared. I had no idea what was going to happen to me in my future, but I just knew I had this passion to keep going. Well, her answer was very simple. She goes, I've been doing this now for 35 plus years. And I still worry about that. Blew my mind when I, when I heard that from her. But she told me, it never goes away. 35 plus years later. And I worry about, what if tomorrow is the last day that I ever get to do this or ever am famous for doing this? What if people just decide one day, you know what? Eh, we take it back. You're not that great. We don't worry about it. You just, you're just not going to exist anymore in our world. She worries about that to this day. And she says, really, it comes down to the ability to look that fear in the eye and say, screw you, I'm going to keep going. You look that fear dead in the eye and you just keep going. That blew my mind. I mean, that really just kind of sent me into a whole other... Whole other mindset. If that fear is always going to be there anyways, well then fuck it. <laughs> Let me just do it. Let me just keep on doing what I do. Not because I'm going to become the next great big thing and get paid millions for it. Sure, that's not a terrible thing to get paid millions for what you do. But just keep going. Just keep doing it. I once got the opportunity to talk to Rob Zombie. This is when he first did the first Halloween movie. And he was doing a, a whole panel for it. And I got to ask the question. I asked him, because I remember him back in the days. I remember him as the graphic designer who designed the logo for Headbangers Ball on MTV. That's how far I go back. And uh, I asked him, I said, hey, how do you go from that to becoming Rob Zombie, the musical artist, the, you know, this guy, to now directing a movie. You know, how, how do you do that? How, how does that happen? Again, this is early on for me. And he says, without even missing a beat, he goes, you just do it. You just keep doing it. You don't stop. Even when people tell you to stop, you don't stop. And it'll become something. Just like that. Well, that was it. So, ever since then, here I am, almost a decade later, and here I am still doing it. So when you're there, and you're sitting in your studio, bedroom, wherever you do your work, 
and you don't know what to do or where to go or how. Just keep going. Just keep doing it. Just keep making it happen. And that seems really easy. It's not. It's easy for me to say, but it's not to actually do. You will go through your trials. You will go through your tribulations. You will sit there and you will wonder, I'm really doing the right thing. Well, I can tell you firsthand. I never look back. I once sat there on the curb of a cable company, which was the longest job I'd ever held, almost eight years at that point, fired from that job, sitting there with my box of stuff from my desk, waiting for my ride to come pick me up. I couldn't have been happier to leave that because I knew I had done my time. It was like a jail sentence being completed. And I did what I had to do. And now I'm free. And I'm going to do what I have to do to make what I want to make happen. You just have to keep your mindset going. You have to keep to the road. Just keep it between those lines and keep going. It'll become something. And there you go. It's episode 23 of Geo After Dark. This is yours truly. <laughs> Geo Braun. I want to thank you for listening. I also want to implore you to please go to braungraphics.com. B-R-A-W-N-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.com. Go there, check out all that I do. You'll see my commission work. You'll see my pinup art. You'll see pretty much everything that I do. And I update it pretty regularly, so please feel free. you also see Geo's Vixens, which is my monthly salute to pinups. And you'll also see my creations, The Untold Chronicles. It's my first book series. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud to have created it. And I couldn't have created it if I didn't think to myself, just keep going. Just keep doing it. So that's just an example of what you can do when you don't stop. And um, there you have it. So, Also, if you get a chance, friends of uh, Ron Graphics, friends of your old buddy Geo here, uh, Lopez and the Lion, which is a podcast that is really good, too, if you're a sports fanatic, check it out. Um, good buddy of mine goes on it pretty regularly, Jim Lujan, who I talked about earlier. And uh, it's pretty kick-ass. So if you're into sports, give it a listen and enjoy yourselves. That being said, until next time, good night, America wherever you are. Mr. Sunshine, <laughs> Really, Gio? Really? <laughs> Paid for and sponsored by your friends at the Illuminati. <laughs> All celebrity voices were impersonated. No duh. <laughs> if you haven't got problems, I feel bad for your son. I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Nine problems and a bitch ain't one If you haven't got problems, I feel
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.